Now, grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I stated earlier, as we continue on with By His Wounds We Are Healed theme for Lenten season, our theme tonight is the wounds of dishonoring authority. Dealing with authority can be, well, quite honestly difficult. Think back to when you were a teenager, our most rebellious years it seems like. We rebelled against our parents and rebelled against the school authorities and everything else. And really, people in general have a hard time with authority. On the one hand, authority is to be honored and respected from the very basic and foundational form of authority in parents to the authority of governments and nations. On the other hand, we have all probably had enough encounters in our lives with authority where those charged with care and responsibility for others have failed in their duties. There have been plenty of examples of that lately in our news, not only around the world, but even in our own backyard in our own nation. Authority is supposed to be for our good, as God's gift for our lives and the lives of our neighbors. Mothers and fathers are given authority and meant to care for their children. Leaders are meant to care and provide for the well-being of their citizenry. Church leaders or shepherds are charged for the good care of their flocks. As such, authority serves as a, a loving service to others. And it's something we need in our home and in our society and in our nation. But we are also where the authority can be, and sometimes is, less than loving and caring in its role for other people. Now, that doesn't mean that it should be disregarded or thrown away. And true, it can become authoritarian or tyrannical, where the rights of people are neglected for, let's say, the sake of the authority's own pursuit of power. It can be lax and therefore not help even to safeguard the rights of anybody. And it can demand obedience, but not demonstrate the love of God that is at the core of its foundation. Part of the role for those who are under authority is to exemplify the love that authority is supposed to provide. This may even be in calling the authority back to its role of service for the sake of others. In some extreme cases, this may also include disobedience to one authority for the sake of a higher authority. Take Peter, for example. Peter once ordered by the civil authorities never to, be, to speak the name of Jesus. But how did Peter respond? In Acts 5.29, Peter says, we must obey God rather than human authority. But there are also similar responses to the abuse of authority and the call to a higher authority throughout the history of the church as well as in society. So one finds this powerful contrast of authorities when Jesus is arraigned before Pilate. Pilate presumes that he has authority over Jesus and pretty much everyone else in the land of Judea to which he is assigned as the governor. But Jesus' authority is ever-present even in his silence before Pilate. Jesus was sent by God to redeem all of humanity, ourselves to be sure, but also his critics and even Pilate himself, before whom Jesus stood. Even beaten and abused by this authority, Jesus puts on public display through his wounds and suffering, even unto death on the cross, the authority of God's promising mission that's greater than anything that this world can offer. So authority is truly right, and when you think about it, when it beats with a compassionate heart of service 
for those whom it's called to serve. We can see this when a parent cares for their child, when the child scraped their knee or has been hurt in some way. A government representative listens to its constituents and is charged and then seeks to use that power to ease the burdens um, of injustice, of suffering, of neglect that the citizenship is experiencing. And to be sure, authorities sometimes have to make difficult decisions. Even in the gospel reading today, Pilate sought to release Jesus, even as the critics of Jesus cried out for his crucifixion. But the crowds used Pilate, uh, who Pilate served, against him when they said, if he's released this, if you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Call on Pilate to make a choice between whom Pilate is serving. And of course, Pilate's final concession to their wishes would seem to be what has happened time and time again in the history of mankind, where the victim is rendered up to the suffering for the sake of an angry mob. But by Jesus' wounds, we are healed. As Jesus makes His way to Golgotha, the place of death, we see the contrast between the authority of law and the authority of the Gospel. Legal authority is finally penultimate to the authority of the Gospel, which is then ultimate and final. When Jesus spoke from the cross, it is finished. He meant that all the judgments of this world, even the judgment of death itself, is now rendered mute. However, such the, the authority of the law may hold us accountable to death, death itself is conquered by the one who bore it for our sake, for that peace and life and restoration and hope that are the final word of God for you and for me. The authorities of this world, my friends, can't Stop the beating heart of God's promise. So how are we being obedient to authority? How are we being obedient in our various roles and our vocations with what we are charged with and our responsibilities? More importantly, how are we being obedient to God's authority? Sometimes we seek to appease the squeaky wheels in life rather than care for the greater good. For some people, well, they can tend to pull rank, perhaps even overstep their authority or abuse it. I read a great story um, by Max Licato in his book, Eye of the Storm. And it was a story about two Navy warships that were out at sea, and they were doing an exercise out there. One night, the watchman looked off the starboard uh, window and saw a light coming at him. So he, he announced that to the captain, and the captain says, well, is the, is the light stationary, or is it moving astern? And the watchman says, well, the light's stationary, which meant that they were on a perilous collision, a head-on collision. So the captain called the signalman and said, send a signal over to that light over there, and tell that light to be advised to change your course by 20 degrees. So the signalman did so. But then the response from the other signal was, no, you change your course 20 degrees. So the captain sent back a reply. I'm a captain. Change your course by 20 degrees. The other reply came back, well, I'm a second-class seaman. You change your course by 20 degrees. Finally, the captain got really irate and sent one last message. I'm a Navy battleship. I suggest you change your course by 20 degrees. 
To which the final reply came back, I'm a lighthouse. And guess what they did? They changed their course by 20 degrees. Suffice it to say, you know, um, this reminds me of God's authority. God's authority does not change course. God's authority is final. It's fixed. And it's resolute. We, on the other hand, are the ones who need to change course and recognize God's authority for what it is and what it does. Now, to say that Jesus did not obey authority would be finally false because He did obey God's authority. He accepted the path to crucifixion and death. But these would not defeat Him. And more importantly to His mission, they wouldn't defeat us. By His wounds, we are healed. Love is put on display, even as Pilate himself has the plaque placed over Jesus' head so that all the world may know the kingship authority that Jesus brings to bear. Love is present in Jesus, and that love is given to us and to all authorities in this world as well, so that the compassionate heart of service for others may find new roads into this world. And the cry of anger and abuse and injustice and death may finally come to an end in the fullness of Jesus' authority. That's the greatest authority ever. And to God be all the authority and all the glory. Amen.